Did you guys hear that tune called Creepy Fairy Tale Music? Yeah. It is creepy. That was swanny. Very swanny. Very swanny. <laughs> but the background is super cool, right, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't I look like I just wrote a novel and you guys are about to talk about it? I didn't. Yes. Yes. Hey, welcome to Read the Weeds, Jillian. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm going to give you a big fat introduction in a second, but that is my friend Chris that I've known since the fourth grade. Hi, Chris. Hi. And she does a lot of reads and weeds with me, and um, I usually spring them on her with between three hours and like two weeks notice, and she just shows up. That is a good friend. It's good. It's good. And this is my friend Kristen. Hi, Kristen. So Chris and Kristen. Chris and Kristen, yeah. Gotcha. You can also call me Chris if you get confused. <laughs> just going to call everybody Chris. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Any of us will answer. And here's why I stayed, even though I have very little clothing here. And um, I have very little clothing here. And it is because this is my view out of this window. Can you see that? Oh, oh yes. It's a lake. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Where are you? We're in West Michigan, uh, near Grand Rapids. Should we give oh. out <laughs> what, what lake? Camp Lake. Camp Lake hmm. in Sparta. And yesterday, the last in two Sparta. days. Sparta. Oh, my gosh. Chris lived in Michigan. First. I did. I ran away and stayed with some people there. Yeah, <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's a whole other show, but. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> Let's just go back. <laughs> got a, uh, so here's how Reads and Weeds work works Jillian um eventually we're gonna get around to talking about <laughs> it's fine by me I got nothing but time we're going to talk about cannabis and we're going to talk about literature guaranteed every show for at least like 25 minutes <laughs> but it takes me some time to get there sometimes and oh, of uh, course yeah and I just the joy is in the journey the joy is in the journey you yeah. are but um I came here on Saturday uh, and I was going to stay for a few hours and now it's Monday. <laughs> and I keep just cooking all their food yep. and uh, serving it to them on a boat that they just got that ooh, looks like a boat. Room. <laughs> yes. You're a good friend, Kristen. Ooh. We yes. Today. We, oh, we wow. fixed furniture. We, we pulled up the pontoon to like a garage, like a pull in. Oh, fun. Like a boathouse. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. Yeah. It was I see why you've not left. And I just keep Why would you ever leave? I do Kristen. She's trying to talk me into staying a week. You want us to tell her to leave? We'll tell her to leave. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go, Shelly. <laughs> I've actually been a professional chef. <laughs> I'm not much in the kitchen, so when Shelly's like, I think I'm gonna bake cookies, I'm like, Well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you guys want me to grill up this corn? They're like, Yep, just keep cooking and bring <laughs> There <laughs> you go. Yay. I mean, that's a fair trade. That's an awesome trade. Everybody wins. This, this show uh, is really me announcing that I'm starting a private boat random service company. Like, <laughs> if you're on a boat and you need somebody to, like, bring You're you a boatress. I'm a boatress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brought out this bag of goodies yesterday, and her son was like, what you got in there, Shelly? And I'm like... I'm so glad you asked. 
have chewing gum, mushrooms, uh, re- gummies, uh, flour. Uh, mushrooms. I, I nibbled some mushrooms yesterday. I might do that again. It's a happy day. I had some on Saturday. That's funny. Brought, <clears throat> was it Saturday? Yeah. I brought whatever in containers. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, it is. I, I, you know what? I've been by myself and I really like to like serve. Mm-hmm. And so when someone will let me, I'm doing it. Yay. <laughs> I'm doing it. They're like, oh, you're cooking up something. I'm like, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. And I brought out mussels, steamed mussels, bread to dip in it. Um, corn on the cob, roasted potatoes. Yes. Beers. Not what I'm Basically eating. a shrimp boil. That's what you brought. Yes. You brought a shrimp boil. Yes, it was like yeah. it was like fried more stew. Okay. So when are you coming to Maryland? Really? I don't have a boat though. In a couple of days. No. Well, get on it, man. Mm-hmm. You can rent something. And I have like a prison yard view, but put it together. Know. Oh, you should post that on view from my window. That'd be fabulous. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite like ones. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite posts. We'll yeah. do it. Do an episode called "Live from the Prison Yard," and we'll do. Right. Both of- <laughs> I wish we could be. Those are the best yeah. people. It's like yes, our are. bedroom window. There's like a really dilapidated building to the side, and a courtyard that's abandoned. It's just. I it love is, it. It's just abandoned buildings, and yeah, I, I don't even it. know if they're abandoned. They're just. What like, it is, is but they appear abandoned, and that's yeah. what matters. Yeah. So, um, I recently met Jillian Franquelli. Rippy. Oh my God! So many syllables. I got to do something about this. I said, and you then did. I also appreciate the fact that your email is long too. <laughs> I have one of those. Because yeah. I'm pretty stoned. I just got pretty stoned right outside for the show and typing in that. Really? Okay. I did, Chris. No shit. <laughs> Match. Um, but I like. Uh, you know, we were we were trying to figure out Zoom and my passwords and Chris's mm-hmm. things are popping up and there's three screens going and. Um, and then I had to type in your email. <laughs> yeah, and it messes you up because you're like, wait, effect or affect? What? She may be incorrect on this it's sentence. No, that's terrible. Yeah, so uh, wonderful thing. I literally have a graphic of that in my next to my computer because I okay. still can't keep it straight. I'm getting ready to bring yeah. us all together and your heads are going to explode. Like this? Okay, so there's a lovely woman who lives in Colorado. Mm-hmm near where Chris lives. Chris has met her in Vegas. Wow. Christina Gradius is good friends with this one. And oh, that's... This one. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's awesome. So Christina Gradius is the person that we all have in common. She's the friend of together. You don't remember that much because we were in Vegas and it was when I was shunning the group. <laughs> Uh, I went on a, um, my last business trip with my former company, Jillian. Everybody was like, let's bring spouses and have fun. And it's Vegas. And I'm like, we better not be having a lot of meetings because it's Vegas. And they're like, we won't, we won't. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm inviting my friend Chris just to like crash the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> bringing somebody, so I'm bringing her. And so she comes up and we have like um, Bonnie Ray tickets and we have, you know, we're ready to party. And then they start setting up all these meetings. And I'm like... No way. Serious meetings. They were serious meetings. Serious meetings. People were crying. And I'm just like, you know, my mm. friend just got here. <laughs> Go hang out with her. And that was my last <clears throat> I was going to say, and you don't work for that company anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. 
Christina don't fuck with Vegas. So Christina calls me a couple weeks ago and says, I keep thinking about you because I coach this woman who also runs a cannabis podcast and she's awesome. You guys would get along and I've been meaning to introduce you for a year. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. And then I'm like, it took you a fucking year to introduce me. I mean, she's known, well, yeah, I've done a podcast for a year, but she's known me a little bit longer. So we can even blame her further. Every week. I've thought about connecting you to every week and I'm like, why? Texting. <laughs> it's called a text. So, and I just finished coaching with her and I think she was like, oh, wait, since this is our last phone call, let me introduce you to Shelly. Oh my so God. So I should have just quit earlier and we would have She was earlier. worried you were going <laughs> to. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. You'll have to, re- you'll have to report this back to Christina, but. I will. Sometimes Chris will call me and go, say something coachy. <laughs> Something coaching, and I'll be like, "You have everything you need already," and she'll be like, "That was fucking it." Okay, later, and that's it. That's how we do our (laughs) coaching. It really works for me. I mean, if that's what you need is just one sentence to trigger the thought process, then that's—I mean—that's a true athlete, right? Just have your starting point. Mm. Think about it. When Mm. I think about Chris, I think true athlete. Is that why you made that? I mean, maybe a mental athlete or something like that. Oh, yeah. Not even. She's a, but listen to this word Chris made up. Are you guys ready? I hope you haven't heard that already. Hand epiphany. Okay. I have to tell you, when I heard. That's a word. I thought black and white cuddly bears. (laughs) Sorry. Panda. Yes. Like a panda had an epiphany. That's just as good. Panda during a pandemic going like, I don't have to be just a bear. (laughs) What does everybody expect me to be? It's a panda epiphany. Panda epiphany. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So why was she so excited to introduce me to Jillian is because Jillian um, not only publishes the only medical cannabis magazine. Well, I don't anymore. I did the first one. Did the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. But she um, runs a show called Conversations with Mary Jane. Yeah. Their uh, their goal is to end the stigma of cannabis through storytelling, which is we are on the same. Page. Yeah. And uh, also, she's fabulous because. Her and her brother, when they were, I think it was in the 90s, started a um, started a, a nonprofit called Simple Sacrifices. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, they deliver about a thousand meals a week, lunches, right, every Sunday to um, yep. Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, that was way back in the 90s, and I reintroduced it. We just had our five-year anniversary for simple sacrifice when we had to stop in the 90s. But yeah, every Sunday we like make and deliver lunches to the homeless and hungry in Baltimore City. Love it. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And so then it's it. literally the best part of my week. Thank you for doing yes. that. Yes. Awesome. yes. Of course. And have you been able to keep it going? Yeah, we did. Um, we had to do some precautions with coronavirus because they are uh, one of the most vulnerable populations. So what we did was is we suspended all of our volunteers just so that we know where we are and what we're yeah. doing. And we've really um, quarantined as much as possible. And then we come in, you know, with a face shield on, mask, what was once a line. We now have everyone spread out over a park, standing as close to six feet away from each other as that they can. Um <clears throat> 
yeah, so we're still able to do it. And what has been and kind of what I thought would happen is with every week, the crowd gets bigger and bigger. And this is not like this is going to be an issue as we like continue to move forward as people become more and more food insecure, rent insecure. So we're just now doubling down on our efforts and um, really moving as far ahead as we can, as fast as we can to serve that population. Um, because a lot of small organizations like mine are for many reasons unable to continue their delivery. So whether it's because they're, they're compromised themselves or they've been sick or they don't have the money, I mean, all of those things. And so I'm grateful that we have like a great network of people that we're able to call upon to kind of continue and even increase our fundraising and increasing the amount of food we're able to give out during a week. So um, if people happen to be listening and haven't heard of you yet and they live in that area, yeah, do they go to simplesacrifice.org to make a donation? Dot com. But yep, simplesacrifice.com. Simplesacrifice.com. Yep. Donation to feed um, a food insecure population in the Baltimore area. Yep. Yep. And check out Conversations with Mary Jane. Yes. And Kristen that I told you about, mainly about the boat. Yeah. But she's a coach or she's uh-huh. a strategist. And we both mm-hmm. work with Christina Rodriguez. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. And so I came, I, when I come over here, we always like, it's like a blend. Like I wouldn't say 50-50. It's a blend of like, let's sit in the sauna. No, let's sit on the dock and like yesterday morning we got up sat on the edge of the boat and had church like sang sang for the lake we sang for the lake we yoga we thought people would come by we harmonized Uh i got that sorry my fan i don't think i've heard a house phone ring i know (laughs) it's a landline what why would you that's so smart for the apocalypse though true that true that i'm fucked So when I so when we first talked, we talked about business. We talked about all kinds of things. And um, I said, "What would you want to read?" And she goes, "Ooh, maybe creepy fairy tales." And in all of the things that we've done on the show, we have not done creepy fairy tales yet. I can't believe it because we've done scripts and nonfiction and fiction and young adult. And um, is your computer really far away, Chris? Why are your arms still so far like that? Just getting comfortable. Yeah, I'm in a really hard chair, so. Oh, you're hanging out on the back. I see. I see. Okay, so um, uh, we picked a doozy here. If you're unfamiliar with the six ones, I'm yeah. using visual reference because Chris. Thanks. What Chris told me um, was that there's nothing better for a podcast than visual references. <laughs> <laughs> pictures of the lake. It's really good. Take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listening audience, check out this white piece of paper that I'm holding up. <laughs> There's a swan on it. <laughs> There's a swan on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it looks like your basic worksheet from high school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> basic. To Kristen and I, though, some, we also battled with printing this out late last night. It, that, you know. Anyway, 1812, published by Grimm's. Um, and uh, there's a lot to unpack here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm messed up. Um, yeah. So, um, where even to begin, Julian? Why don't you why don't you tell me 
why this was one of the ones that, that I sent you. Yes. Um, well, I told you as we were like chatting growing up, I, I just read a ton and read the encyclopedia and I had this encyclopedia of like folklore. I can't even, I tried to find it and I couldn't like find what it was anywhere. But always like these short stories that were like a little off, a little creepy, kind of had a meaning deep down inside of it. I always appreciated those even more so than like long form books. Like even though that book was really big, I loved like the short stories that we moved along. And so I'm a little hippy dippy. So one of my power animals is a swan. So I think that's why it all came together. I was like, I've never heard of this story before. I love swans. And it's not, I think, an edited for child, for children. So it just kind of like a swan came together. <laughs> um, you know what, yeah, you, so that's why I did it. You would really like it right here because two houses down, there's two swans that just kind of live there. <laughs> like, they just live right there in Swan Villa. Two that's awesome. Yeah, you different. don't see them very often. Like these guys in real life. I wish we could turn around and show you. It's, it's two swans looking... <laughs> Swanish, <laughs> doing swan things. Yeah, large white creatures who everyone's called dunk their heads into the water, but otherwise they look like, like they could kick your ass at any moment. They're yeah, like, they do look kind of fierce with the eyes. Well, have you ever been attacked by like had a geese, I've like had a goose? A the apartment I used to live in when I first lived yeah, in, I they're nuts. Hard way, just jogging along. Oh, look at the geese and her gosling. <laughs> They'll chase you. So I think swans are similar, like slightly beautiful and slightly crazy. Maybe that's why I picked it. Nice. What I've aimed to be. <laughs> look good and be ready to pounce on you. Just this. accept. Yeah, she's just accepted her swan-like nature. It's true. Yes. Congratulations, Jillian. Thank you. So, um, I'm just going to uh, read the first little section, because I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> a king was once hunting in a great wood, and he hunted the game so eagerly that none of his courtiers could follow him. When evening came on, he stood still and looked round him, and he saw he had quite lost himself. He sought a way out, but could find none. Then he saw an old woman with a shaking head coming towards him, but she was a witch. Good woman, he said to her, can you not show me the way out of the wood? Oh, certainly, Sir King, she replied. I can quite well do that, but on one condition, which if you do not fulfill, you will never get out of the wood and will die of hunger. Okay, a couple things so far. <laughs> um, it seems like uh, it is a tale as old as time to have a leader who's so bananas that he leaves his whole troop and gets lost in the fucking woods right away. <laughs> I want to go hunting. And they're all like, dude, you're getting way too far out. And then there he is, lost in the woods like a dumbass. Well, I'm a lesbian, so I can't really con like really comment on men, but I do feel like this is no, a thing that they do, comment. right? Like, no, well, I meant like can. driving in cars with them, getting lost. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Just, There's so many things. He did ask for help, which is... He did ask for help, and here's what he but did. But only because he was going to starve to death. <laughs> sure. I mean... Right, and he, and he, uh, and he said, uh, a woman came to him shaking her head. She was a witch. Well, that's of course she was a witch. He's just making an assumption right there. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he just say, hey, 
Do you know your way around here? No. Yes, Maybe no. she had on her witch garb. Oh, yeah. Maybe she had her, yeah, she was branded. Mm-hmm. She had the ward on the nose. It was a dead giveaway. She did. It she was. Um, and so uh, she's she pretty quickly, it ex- escalates pretty quickly. Sure, I can help you. Uh, but on one condition, which if you do not fulfill, you will never get out of this wood and will die of hunger. I feel like right here he underreacts a little bit. <laughs> condition. Like he doesn't even go, wait a minute. That seems like quite a lot to ask. Yeah. Um, I have a daughter, said the old woman, who is so beautiful that she is not her equal in the world and is well fitted to be your wife. If you will make her lady queen, I will show you the way out of the wood. Gotta have a marriage. (laughs) Sure. Gotta have a marriage. Gotta have a ridiculous marriage right away. And this woman's just like... Uh, right away, I think the man that is fitted to marry my daughter is this dumbass king who gets lost in the woods. In the woods. And I mean, calls me a witch. definitely up with the daughter. I'm just saying. Something's <laughs> like, up with the daughter. She's just like, you know what? Now's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy wandering around. He's the one. Offload. He's the one. <laughs> Because this shit at home is some bullshit, and I've had enough. Because got to go. You know, she was very beautiful. Like he, the king said that, but he did. She didn't please him. Is that the word? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what's up? He knew she was crazy. That's yeah. He could sure. the prettiest ones always are. <laughs> he as old as time. <laughs> Thank God I don't have a problem with that. As a lesbian, I can comment on this. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> The prettier they are, the You're like, you look good. I'm, I'm loving getting a sense of your moral compass in terms of stereotyping men and women. It's really working for me. <laughs> the prettier they are, the prettier they She's are. all right, though. She's nailed it for the dudes and the chicks. Right. Kristen is like my threshold for pretty friends. Like, if you get slightly better looking than Kristen, I just trust you. <laughs> she don't fuck with you. <laughs> Yeah, I had a really like classically pretty friend in high school. It didn't didn't end well. We ended up brawling. I mean, oh wait a minute. <laughs> I Julie had... Oh, that's right. You guys did. But I think we love love you, Julie. Love you. Heart of gold. Sweetest girl. I think. But we did bad things. <laughs> we, like, no, we just we were on two completely different trajectories, dude. And I ha- there is a visual for those of you just listening. Um, yeah, two different trajectories, dude. But yeah, but she had like a solid family and stuff. I was at home with narcissist crazy. Oh yeah. Since you brought up high school and your classically pretty friend, I'm gonna show. Me oh, in high please. school and a portrait my brother calls and we were surprised she was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, oh man. Nice. Is that you and your brother's like, I can't believe she became a lesbian. <laughs> well, we found it one day. Like I came out in my 30s. And so I, we found it like when I was 35 and he was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bugby shirt. 
shit. I anger think people were on the fence about me for a long time, actually. <laughs> rugby shirt and anger in the eyes. <laughs> this repressed. Yeah. Yeah, Very religious, like so of course. Me. Like a personality so much bigger and the skin just holding it in. Mm. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which but, is a callback to Benji Adair last week telling me when I was in like eighth grade that I was more personality than looks. Oh, that's right. <sighs> it pretty much. It's good though. It is. I mean, when it's true, it's true. I just accepted my nature, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what happens? Really hot girls have to worry about becoming less hot. I oh, think, true. you know, it's cool. I think about like this generation mm-hmm. or not us, but like the younger ones or maybe like the 13 <laughs> to like 20. Mm-hmm. I think they have, they're the ones that finally got everything is beautiful. There's yeah. no like... Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't imagine someone saying that today. Like, a kid yeah. saying that to someone. Like, yeah. you're definitely more personality than looks. Like, what? My pretty friend, very pretty, classically pretty friend. She was a model, actually. She she somehow po- got him to pose the question. So the pretty girl was a factor in the whole conversation. Because she was clearly the pretty girl and I was the personality. Uh, I kept the whole thing together, probably. Have you spoken to someone about this incident? <laughs> Dude, oh you God have is. no idea. <laughs> Deep in there. <laughs> it's on the on the span of moments, it's it's a minor, minor role. Oh. Minor. Yeah. It's just it's kind of a um just ridiculous anecdote that I like to tell about Benji Adair. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great yeah. guy. He's a great guy. He guy. is. I love that guy. Yeah, Salads and beer. Remember that, Shelly? What? Beer and salads. That's how, that's, he, how he that's how he lost weight. He was a great looking guy. Huh. Okay, I so, mean, um, weed works. and fruit. So we've, we've already decided that normal teenagers already a pain in the ass, but a witch daughter teenager, she's ready to hand her off to the first man she finds one. <laughs> she's like, you think I'm a witch? Huh. <laughs> the teen, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next? Listener, you're like, wait, what happened? It's not over. It's not over. No. The king in his anguish of mind consented. He was like, I'll do anything. Lay this crazy chick on me. The old woman led him to our, her little house where her daughter was sitting by the fire. Of course she was. She received the king as if she were expecting him. And he saw that she was certainly very beautiful, but she did not please him. And he could not look at her without a secret feeling of horror. <laughs> no, that's how I feel about my ex-husband. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> that's how I feel about my ex-husband. He still he feels me with horror. Horror. I know what that person who wrote that in the 1800s, I know what they're talking about. You're like, oh no. There's something deeply wrong with you. No, but anyway, he's like. But she's hot. Classic mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. She's hot. I'm hungry. <laughs> I've got to get out of the woods. So then they celebrated the wedding, right? Let's just yeah. celebrate the wedding. Yeah. Well, we know what that means. <laughs> Come on. Pretty girl. With harps. Hashtag bang. 
<laughs> Hashtag wedding bang bang. Uh, he's like, uh, get on my horse, which I guess just survived with him for a while. The horse is just like, I could have taken you out if you just asked me, but whatever. <laughs> that would have been sad to find out the horse knew the way the whole time. Oh, shit. That was fucking awesome, dude. With his woodland friends. Okay. Where the wedding was celebrated. So they shorten that, right? No questions asked when he trots back into town after being gone a while, gone long enough to be panicked enough to marry a stranger who's also fills him with horror. He trots back into town with the stranger who fills people with horror. And everybody's like, sure, we'll have a wedding party real quick. Even though you're also married with a wife, seven children, six boys and a girl. Um, and they just didn't happen to be home when you brought home the new girl on the horse. They're Mormons. <laughs> they were Mormons. They're Mormons. Oh my God. Um, so six sons and a daughter. Yeah. We loved more than anything in the world. And when he came back with a stranger on the back of a horse, they had no further questions. It pleased, it pleased God that he'd take another wife. <laughs> Please, God, I guess so. I don't think she even knew about them. He hid them right Yeah, away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. whole wedding celebration while I run and hide my children. Well, I feel like he had read a fairy tale before and knew <laughs> this was, was going to be crazy. And he's like, one of these kids is going to get a spell. And I'm going to lose them. <laughs> so we're going to hide them. <laughs> like, I just think he probably... You're a king in a castle who... Yeah gets lost in the woods, you know some fairy tale shits in your future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Classic. Idiot. I mean, Shakespeare had already happened. Shakespeare was already like 300 years old. It's old, yeah. In the woods. So he knows some, he knows mm -hmm. some weird's getting ready to happen. Some spells, some witches. So what does he do? Well, he does the obvious thing. Because he was afraid that their stepmother might not treat them well and might do them harm, he put them in a lonely castle that stood in the middle of the wood. It lay so hidden, and the way to it was so hard to find that he himself could not have found it. Found it out had a wise woman given him a reel of thread which possessed a marvelous property when he threw it before him and it wound and showed him the way. So let's talk a little bit more about the king. The king loves his kids so much. Why not kill her? <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now? Now she's going to take you out. <laughs> dragon out there somewhere. We yeah. just emphasize that the king is not a good decision maker. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Navigator. If he got lost in the woods in the beginning and he can't find his own kids where he laid them. His, his wife was like, what'd you do with those kids? He's like, I took them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they don't really fill in those spots. Like, <laughs> There are a lot, there is a lot of gaps, but I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fast forward. Chris, what do you call that when your mind, as a writer, when your mind fills in? Oh, um, filling in the gaps. Okay. <laughs> We're in a writing group, and there's this constant. We write just enough to where the reader fills in. The the the, 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 the rule is, is that the writer should trust their reader, 
That's really what it's about. Don't tell us everything. But yeah. I feel like the Grimm's Brothers editing team is really asking a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> That is interesting, actually, though, because it was probably, I'm just taking a stab here, but it was probably a thing to keep um, stories down to like a certain, a minimum number of words or to keep people's attention. That doesn't surprise me. Things right. were printed in the paper or, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was They're like. being told drunk around a fire and somebody at the fire is going like, Word, he was lost in the woods. <laughs> Would have been a castle. He's like, okay, okay, what happened next? And honestly, if they started to describe the wedding, everybody would tune out. Yeah. So, yeah. You're like, nobody cares. They're like, yada, yada, yada. Oh my God, I was literally just going to say we don't need to have the yada, yadas explained. <laughs> right, right, right. We get it. Mead, mm -hmm. purging, waffles. <laughs> Corsets. Moving, we got it. We got it. Moving on. Um, so, and then, you know what? If this were available for purchase, the spool of thread that led you somewhere, I'd get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, that was probably my favorite thing mm -hmm. because it's like, it's really follow your intuition, sure. right? Yep. Yeah. But he doesn't have any, mm -hmm. I guess. So he's got to have the thread. Yeah. Who, and I'm just, again, there's a lot of missing information, but this wise woman was fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but why, why is she a wise woman and not a witch? She's doing the tricky shit with the thread. No nose wart. <laughs> no nose Maybe wart. But that's like the distinguishing characteristic of the good and evil character. Yeah. You know, wise. so a witch Somebody's is bad. Somebody's wise. Wise is They're both good. women. Right. They'll both fuck you up. Just <laughs> I see there. There's only two categories. You're either wise or wise. You're only wise or witch. You could also be a mute wife. God, you know, I'm gonna take a leap and say that I'm betting most men would probably categorize women in those two categories. Wise. Actually, I'm just gonna yeah. What about the hot girl who spills you with horror? Which which? Oh, okay, right. She's a witch daughter, which means like. There's like magic behind her. You pay a price for it. Also, I feel like he's like, hey, a wise woman. And it's like the same woman that plays all the characters. She's like, yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I took my hat off and you obviously. <laughs> <laughs> same woman. Same woman that, you know, fuck with him in the woods. Um, he knows that she, she knows he's going to have trouble with this girl. And she's going to have to come back in later in life and intervene. Maybe it is her. Maybe it is her, and she's standing yeah. there, and he's like, hey, uh, you're, I, I married this crazy woman. I was scared she was going to hurt my kids, so for some reason I put them in a castle in the woods, and I need to go visit them, but I forgot where they were. And she's like, um, here's this string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throw it out and follow it. He's like, how much? And she says, everything you got. <laughs> yeah. It's your kids, dude. It's I, your kids. I really thought it was going to be, it revealed that it was the witch that was just yeah. messing with That it seems really very fairy tale like Such a minor mention. A wise woman gave him the thread. No question yeah. there. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the queen, who is the witch's daughter, grew offended at his absence. 
Why are you always going to see your first kids? She didn't, well, she didn't even know yet. No. She oh, that's know. right. Because yeah. somehow, he was just dipping out all the time. She was like, I'm about to find him cheating. Oh, really? You've got a business meeting? <laughs> yeah, that was it. She's what like, honey, didn't you just get lost? <laughs> you seem to come always home happy. <laughs> By the way, have you seen our children? <laughs> She grew curious and wanted to know what he had do what he had to do quite alone in the wood. Quite alone. I'm just I need to go to the woods. We know he didn't have a good excuse. He was getting caught in lies because he's obviously not a good decision maker. He's yeah. lies for King. I need I've gotta go to the store. She's like, Kings don't have to go to stores. So he's suspicious. She, he's suspicious behavior. So she grew curious and wanted to know what he had to do quite alone in the wood. She gave his servants a great deal of money and they betrayed the secret to her and also told her of the real, which alone could point out the way. So mm. obviously the king has no loyalty. His servants are like, we can't tell you where the king is. She's like, how about some money? And they're like, sure. so yes. <laughs> Don't you think it makes you think though that king's not a good king? Yes. Well, yeah, and the women are completely ruling everything and running everything. Well, that he, well, no, I'm just saying, like, maybe he's not a good human. Like, he loves yeah. his kids, but if you were a great leader, I mean, I would imagine people wouldn't turn on your, maybe, I don't know. I've not been in this position before, but <laughs> I would just think, like, maybe that shows he wasn't as good. Sometimes in the world, there's just a dumb person that gains power through reasons that nobody... Hi, welcome to 2020. America. I think that's a situation... We're in it. <laughs> like, there was a great king in power, and he had, like, a dumbass kind of dun, dun, prince dun, dun. son who didn't learn anything, and then suddenly the king died, and this prince became king, and everybody was like, oh, no. <laughs> my worst nightmare. but I also think you know <laughs> tale as old as time that money talks and so I guess sure. they, they could be bought easily sure sure this is just a job for them They're, this is just a job no loyalty they didn't okay. sit around with little boys going like let's be servants for the king maybe they did I don't want to tell somebody their life okay okay <laughs> and now on to that somebody if they really be a servant to a king. When I grow up, I want to be a servant to a king. Maybe they, maybe they love it. Maybe they love the outfit. Mm. Maybe they love. Yeah, something. it's like Downton Abbey of eighteen hundred. Yes, exactly. yes, that would have been cool. I would have loved to be in that. Yeah, kid. you want to be in the castle working. With Miss Patmore. Like I'd honestly yes. rather sit out with Miss Patmore in the kitchen with Lady Mary. I mean, oh, totally. Hang out with. Lady totally. Mary. Oh my God. Miss Patmore for sure. So anyway, the servants are fine. They took some money. They gave us the secrets. It's fine. Plus, Off they're like, their heads. is the queen? Shouldn't she know where the king is? Okay. True. She found the reel, and then she made some little white shirts. And as she had learnt from her witch mother, sewed an enchantment into each of them. So just, she's mad at her husband, but she's like, before I go in the woods and find him, I'm going to sew some shirts. Just in case. Just in case. How witches work. Exactly. Bunch of shirts. Real quick. <laughs> and then I'm mm -hmm. heading out. I want you to notice this. She sewed the seven shirts super quick. That's a little foreshadowing about somebody else who has to sew later in the story. Mm. Mm. But also, let's check out this alliteration, which Kristen just pointed out. 
She sewed seven shirts. Paper ah. <laughs> <Hey>, swiftly. <laughs> Swan shirts. Swan spell shirts. Six. Ooh, okay. I like that. I know. That was fun to do. If you guys want to take a second and try it or no, does it not matter? I think six swan. <laughs> six zone swan spell shirts. Yeah. I have a list, so I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I want to know, I pictured like Fruit of the Loom white Mm-hmm. T-shirt that mm. that was the picture. Totally I, roughly shirt is what I got. Oh, you got roughly. That makes so much more sense. My <laughs> brain just went straight to the Hanes, and I was like, "Where would she sew in a spell? It'd be so obvious." <laughs> I was thinking a button down. So look where our minds go. Wow, mine was definitely like a peasant blouse. See, that's awesome. You guys like threw in the context. My brain did not do that. I went straight to like the drugstore white. <laughs> Pull open the plastic, put on a white t-shirt. Literally. In 1812. Right. My brain did. That is what I saw. And that is an example of readers filling in the gaps. Oh. And also kind of an example of time travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He sewed a shirt that doesn't even exist. <laughs> she was ahead of her time. She can make it. She's magic. In my brain. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it just kind of takes some of the magic out of the swan shirt, thinking you might be able to purchase it wrapped in plastic. <laughs> I think she had to operate like a loom with her feet and like madly sew it, weave it. I don't know. I don't know how. You don't it. know. Anyway, she she wonders where her husband is. And like every good woman, she's like, first, I'm going to bribe a servant to find out where you were. Then I'm going to sew a bunch of shirts. We've all seen this movie. Mm-hmm. What, to find the man, but first she shows a bunch of shirts. Shows a bunch of shirts. Okay, so uh, the children are clueless. They're hanging out in the woods. Somebody's coming to visit. So they're like, "It must be our dear father who abandoned us, but then comes back every once in a while because he married a woman who fills him with horror." They don't know any of that. They're just lonely in the woods, and they spring to meet him very joyfully. Then the woman threw a shirt. Threw over each one a little shirt, which, as soon as it touched their bodies, changed them into swans. Just she the boys. Has, just the boys. He has some freaking good aim, right? I just throw mm-hmm. it on you. Well, you know why? Because the boys all ran to meet their father. Yep. The daughter's like, eh. he's so on to him. She's like, have you guys forgotten that our dad, A, ran away from his team that got lost in the woods? B brought a stranger back. C shocked us. Shunned up. us. Shunned <laughs> us to the woods. The mm-hmm. Like she's like, oh my god, why do I hang out with so many dudes? She has no. <laughs> yeah. Dearly, future queen. Future queen. Life to him. Yeah, yeah. She has some loyalty. So that weird thing happens. The queen was like, "Ha! I turned your sons into swans," and leaves. Um, and also, apparently this is the first time she's ever seen the children. So again, she has no further questions. <laughs> How long have you been living out here? I like her style. You know, when, when you know, know, you know, yeah. When you I know, you ask know. questions. Yeah. Come here, yeah. kids. Drons. <laughs> anyway. Because what could, I mean. Oh God. Imagine if you really could do that though. That would be. Sure. 
handy. People had turned into swans, but I would have probably turned my kids into swans a couple of times as long as I could have turned them back. Sure. Well, they get to be people fifteen minutes a day. We know how to turn them back. And we do know how just to wait. Right, it's right. coming. Right. And it's pretty easy as far as like right now, if I could turn an animal into a person by being silent for six years, would I stick with it? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I can do I it. I know, Shelly. That's a well. long time. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to it. see that, actually. I'd like to. I would. Yeah. I mean, that is impressive yeah. that that's what broke the spell, right? Her not talking anything for six years. And even the brothers were like, nah, man. Because they could be unswan-like for a quarter of an hour every evening. Sure. So, you know, when they talked and they were just like, yeah, that's way too damn hard. But yeah. 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 she was like, watch this. So to just fast forward, she finds them in a cabin with their human form and they quickly tell her the only way to break the spell is if you don't talk or laugh for six years. And she's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll do it. Yes. Right. So and she and, has to make shirts. Yeah. And so also she yeah. says, um, my dear father, again, I feel like she's underreacting. Where are your brothers? Says the king. Dear father, they've gone away. What? <laughs> That's what she starts with. <laughs> they've gone away. And then looking out of her little window, she'd seen her brothers flying over the wood in the shape of swans. So she doesn't lead with a woman came and turned the boys into birds. She's like, they left me. Like they really, I feel like they didn't have a choice. They just innocently put on shirts, turned into swans, flew away, but she knew they were her brothers. Of course. So you're like, I think that swan's my brother. <laughs> <We both. laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's. Can you imagine my brothers being swans? Chris knows my brothers. I almost can. Can you? They're tall. Yeah, one of them would be a black swan. That's true. Yeah. I think it's Joey. I think Joey might be the black swan. Yeah. Black swan, he is. That kind of also looks like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't mean black like that. I meant like black and like it's golf. just who he is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's a golfing swan. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, now let's get clear about this. I feel like. That I could see your mom looking at her three children and be being like, Joey. Joey's <laughs> He's the swan. <laughs> He's the black swan of the family. But now that I say that if I threw you into the mix. Right. Maybe I'm the black swan. You might be the black swan. Yeah. He's the black swan that stayed home. You're the black swan that flew the coop. Okay. If that applies to swans. You guys remember the black swan movie with Natalie Portman losing oh, her yeah. chef? Yeah. So, are you guys up for me reenacting a couple scenes from that? I mean, I'm going to need to know which scenes. Because <laughs> there are some. <laughs> Maybe not so much. <laughs> the ones where she's losing her shit the most. <laughs> oh, you call, what you call me waking up every morning? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you plucked a black feather out of your skin right now, though, that would be tight. <laughs> that would be lit. Another visual for our listening audience. That would be sweet. Picture a regular brown-haired, glasses-wearing, middle-aged white girl who didn't dress up for this show, plucking black feathers out of her face while wearing a hot pink T-shirt. That's what we're doing. Okay. 
So uh, the boys have been turned into swans. The king mourned. Three words. King mourned. Tight sentences. Tight. Economy of words. Tight. Conservation. The king mourned, but he did not think that the queen had done the wicked deed because he's not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty. She's pretty. You're so dumb. You hid them because of her, but nah. (laughs) Couldn't be her. Remember earlier in the story when you were so afraid of her that you hid your children away? (laughs) I don't think it was her, though. His friends are going like, you know, he's just not connecting the dots yet. (laughs) He's not a dot connector. He's not a dot connector. No, no. Everything's just happening to this guy. He's just like, I'm lost in the woods. I've got to marry this bitch. I've got to go home. I've got to move my kids. I've got to have this thread. I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to move through it. My kids are swans. I know <laughs> my kids are swans. Yeah. But it's not her. His business partners are like, how's it been going, King? I guess he doesn't have business partners. You know what? And you know why? Because when you're the king, nobody checks you on your insanity. He's like, I believe my sons have been turned into swans. They're like, absolutely, sir. Like, where? Where are they? Nobody's like, I feel like you should talk to somebody about the way. (laughs) Swans, tell me more. (laughs) What happened to you? And so, have you thought this might be your wife? He's like, yeah, it's not her. (laughs) He needs a lot. Oh, my goodness. His therapist is like catching in. Um, Okay, so the king mourned, but he did not think the queen had done the wicked deed, was afraid the maiden would also be taken from him. He wanted to take her with him. So he gets the daughter, um, but she was afraid of the stepmother because she knows. She knows what's up. She knows, and begged the king to let her stay just one more night in the castle in the wood. And the poor maiden thought, my home is no longer here, I'll no go. But she fled into the forest. She ran all through the night. Um, till she could go no further, saw a little hut, went in, found a room with six little beds. Yeah. Uh, she was afraid to lie down on them, so she went under. under. <laughs> because that's what I do when I'm scared of beds. <laughs> get under Well, them. she had read Goldilocks. So she knew, <laughs> don't get in the bed, under the bed. We got so it. She knew here like is this the the porridge that's too hot too cold and then seven jolly doors i mean like there's mm-hmm. so much going on this family this family like and, and when he's telling his friends like you know what would you do if you ran in there with six little beds well i'd get under one me too like they all agree so <laughs> she did that um she laid on the hard floor and was going to spend the night there but when the sun set she heard a noise and six swans flying in they stood on the floor and blew at one another uh, and blew all their fe- feathers off, and their swan skin came off like a shirt. Um, the maiden was like, oh, those are my brother swans. And she got out from underneath the bed. Uh, because if if you think about it, that is a smart decision, because if a bunch of swans come in, take off their swan shirts, and there's six other people, <laughs> you just want to stay under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I see the Hanes shirt coming off over the... Swan TikTok? I feel like that was very seductive no. shirt removal. I don't know where this is coming from. I just literally saw like the white undershirt. <laughs> what if, funny. What if Chris Chris's 
like every morning, what's called for exercise is dance strength. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. First thing. First thing. I sh- instead of I get dressed and then I strip it off. Yes. Get dressed, real sexy, with a lot of clothes, so you have a lot to strip off. I didn't do this. I wasn't going to do a sexy strip. It was just going to be literally like that motion. Just take it off. Yeah. But anyway, I see it coming off. I literally see it like their wings coming out of it. Yeah. 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 So um, her brothers were not less delighted than me. That seems like a ridiculous sentence. So they were excited. They were as delighted as they she was. Not less, less delighted. So that not means- less delighted. Well, they knew so they were she was equally. <laughs> right. You cannot stay here. They said to her, this is a den of robbers. If they yeah. were here and find you, they would kill you. Could you not protect me? Asked the little sister. No. <laughs> <laughs> this poor little girl. We no. only get 15 minutes and we use that to really hit the town. No protecting <laughs> you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, we only lay aside our swan skins for a quarter of an hour every evening. From this time, we regain our human forms, but then we're changed into swans again. Can you not be free? So first of all, she's she wants to ask more questions here. Like, what's it like being a swan? Can you thought? Can you talk as a swan? Are you guys the den of robbers? Are all thieves robbers? There's a lot of questions. She are all thieves swans? Yeah. Are all thieves swans? Are are all, all swans, swans robbers? Are all swans robbers? Oh, that's hard to say too. Are all are all, are all swans. swans robbers? Try it at home, folks. You've already done alliteration. Now here's another just exercise. Are all swans robbers? Are all robbers swans? Okay. You cannot be freed. Uh, And they're like, oh, no, the conditions are too hard. So somewhere on the swan circuit, they must have met other people who had been turned into swans because they know right away how to unswan themselves. This is maybe just their first chance. Or maybe... It's at sunset. Well, maybe they've um, asked a bunch of people and they're like, nobody's gone for it yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just accepted their fate. Forget about it. It's like too every hard. day, every day they go, how do we not become swans? Somebody starts trying to tell them how to do it and then they come back into swans. But here's how. <laughs> the conditions are too hard. You must not speak or laugh for six years and must make in that time six shirts for us out of star flowers if a single word comes out of your mouth all your labor is in vain and when the brothers had said this the quarter of an hour came to an end and they flew away out of the window as swans but the maiden had determined to free her brothers even if it should cost her life she left the hut went into a creek went into a forest climbed a tree spent the night there collected star flowers and began to sew so again she didn't wait till the next night to ask them like 15 more minutes of questions. Like, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> How will I find no. you at the end of the shirt making no. six years? No further questions. And most of this is believable up to this point, but then she stays up there for years and some time passes. What? Sure. I'm gonna live up there in the tree sewing. Where's her sewing materials coming from? I figured that was like a weave because it was with a flower. So you like weaved them together. <laughs> yeah. Really tightly like a Hanes t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, how? Tightly woven. Tightly woven. Tightly woven. 
Um, but again, imagine the amount of trust that this young girl has. Sure, a bird just told me that I need to be quiet for six years. That's all the information I yeah, need. Yeah, she's a good sister. <laughs> she's a very good sister. It's almost like they just gave her a ridiculous task because they really didn't want to be boys again. <laughs> hey, this lunch is pretty fun. So let's see a year for each of us. She can't talk. Uh, she can't laugh. That's like my brother's going, me going, hey, can I hang out with you guys and your friends? And they're like, no, you have to go in your room and read the whole encyclopedia. Copy it all down in blue ink and then come back and see us when you're not annoying. Well, that just goes to show you how determined a woman will be. She's like, okay. Okay. Six years. Let's do this. It's starting right now. She's like, drop in the bucket, bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, I was tired of talking to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she sat there looking only at her work. So she's sitting in a tree sewing star flower shirts. Sewing star flower shirts. Nice. Um, so not braiding. When she had lived there sometime, it happened that the king of the country was another king wandering around the woods, different king. Yeah, that's very important to note because you can miss that and then that story takes on a whole new meeting. You're like, <laughs> the father <laughs> married his daughter? What? Yeah, so it is another king. It's another king. I was Second time I read it, I caught that. I was like, oh, okay. That's better. Better. <laughs> Hunters came to the tree where the maiden sat and said, Who are you? <laughs> Come down to us, they said. We will do you no harm. But she shook her head silently and they pressed her with questions. She threw them the golden. Oh, wait a minute. Everybody get ready. Visual reference is coming because look what happened. She's been sitting in a tree for however long. And the hunters walk up and say, Hey, come down. And they start. Okay, they pressed her with questions. She threw them the golden chain from her neck, but they did not leave off, and she threw them her girdle. She's been sitting in a tree wearing a girdle for years. When this yeah, that still fits since she was not a talking. Starters, or laughing, and then her dress, because if you want to get bunch of a rid of a bunch of guys, undress. Undress and throw jewels at them. Everybody. Nothing's working. I've thrown them my chain. I've thrown my girl. All right. I mean, that's what I visualized. Just leave. The huntsman would not leave her alone. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Shocker. Why won't you guys go away? Why what are you doing in that tree? But she answered nothing. So a woman, a naked woman not talking, and these men are just Yes, please. It's obviously fucking with them. <laughs> okay, because it makes no sense. Um, listen to this sentence. Chris, are you ready for a fantastic sentence? He asked her in all the languages he knew, but she remained as dumb as a fish. <laughs> <laughs> because she was so beautiful, however, the king's heart was touched and he was seized with a great love for her. So again, this king comes home with a naked woman, <laughs> and there's no. She's really pretty. Mermaid. <laughs> a fish. She's really pretty. Mermaid. Oh my god! And he's as dumb as a fish. Like, hey, you know what? My fish friends. <laughs> That's my girl. What's the harm? She's quiet. She's quiet. She's naked. She's pretty. But she's quiet. Ideal. 
He dressed in rich clothes and her beauty shone bright as day, but not a word came out of her. He sat her at table by his side, and her modest ways and behavior pleased him so much that he said, I will marry this maiden and none other in the world. And after some days he married her, but the king had a wicked mother who was displeased with the marriage and said wicked things of the young queen. So uh, we've all known this mother, right? <laughs> you no, mean mother-in-law? <laughs> yeah. I don't have that mother-in-law. I have a great mother-in-law. I don't oh, want there so to be lucky. any tone in my voice to make it yeah. seem that way. Yeah. But, you know, I will say that my mother's passed away. And there are moments where I'm like, that is a silver lining. Because she would have been crazy <laughs> for my wife. So, yeah. Oh, I, feel like, I feel like I read, because I also Facebook stalked you, of course, and read about your, like, instant surprise 2018 wedding. Not instant surprise, but, like, yeah, yeah. get married, and then there was a travel ban, so you're like, let's do it really quick. Yeah, right? we got married in five days. They got married in five days, and it's, mm -hmm. if you get a chance, go to the Jillian Franquilly, Colleen Rippey kind of love story. It's, I feel like it's in the Baltimore Sun, isn't it? Or It's, it's in Baltimore Brides. It's on their website okay. now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's this great story about, like, you know, her friend from Florida was sad she couldn't come, and then she just drove up. And mm -hmm. She sang at our reception for us. She sang our wedding song. Yeah. Colleen's um, best friend from college. We didn't want to make people feel bad for not being able to, because we had been engaged, and we were going to be married a year later, and we just moved everything around. So she waited to tell one of her very, very best friends who lives in Costa Rica less than 24 hours before we got married. She like FaceTimed her and she's like, I'm getting married. She hung up the phone. Hannah was at our wedding. Wow. Nice. She like, I mean, it just, yeah, what, when you throw a wedding in five days, a lot of, I mean, maybe that's why I like fairy tales so much is because yeah. that created yeah. such magic in our lives. Yeah. We found a venue and caterers and everything just it's condensed. Yeah, it's great. It was. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Oh my God. Yeah. It was zero like, debt coming out of it. Like it was yeah. very, Awesome. I made the bliss stress rather than whatever the year of hell. Yeah. Most, most bright. I mean, we had one uh, parent that I had to convince a little bit because they thought we were rushing it for some reason or so that was it. Everybody that you were pregnant? Like, <laughs> they were totally. <laughs> it's like, that's not how this <laughs> so like, we were gonna miss on some magic. We gotta do this quick. Yeah, we've been together uh, like seven years at that point. <laughs> right, right. But don't rush it. But also, it's worth noting that I watched um, this other adorable thing. So I'm not on TikTok, but uh, Jillian's wife Colleen oh my said, God. I'm "Wondering." How I got, how I landed Jillian, and she does like a TikTok video dance. Nice. Awesome. My yeah. wife found TikTok about two months ago, yeah. and now that we're, you know, quarantine still yeah. happening, and there's a lot of dancing happening. There's like, <laughs> like I was napping Hi. yesterday, and she came and she's like, babe can I just show you my intentions dance? <laughs> so I'm laying in bed and just watching her do this dance like over and over and over by Justin Bieber. I'm happy when I get to like be a part of it. In fact, I have a little TikTok that I did and within 30 seconds of it being uploaded, it was immediately <laughs> deleted from TikTok because of cannabis. So 
<laughs> yeah. So you can see that on Facebook and on my Instagram. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. We'll do mm-hmm. it. So anyway, here's the mom going like, so you're going to marry that naked girl you found in the tree. That bitch. <laughs> I didn't know about that. And he's like, but she doesn't speak. I love her. She is too sweet and good to do such a thing. If she were not dumb, she could defend herself. Oh, wait, you skipped the part because the queen, she had a baby and the queen. Like three, right? Yeah. And the Took each one away. Kept yeah. whacking him. Yeah, mom stole the babies and blamed her, but the king would not believe it. But, but also the queen, somehow her personality, this queen's personality is more intriguing now. But the girl who's sewing shirts, <laughs> cute, naked in a tree, and when her baby gets taken away, she's just like, hmm. you know, I'm just going to keep sewing. And <laughs> not going to say a word about it. Being hmm. a cute seamstress has worked for me thus far. So I'm just going to. She had three kids. She didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. No. She didn't say a word because she likes her brothers who did not help her at all. <laughs> her, own children. her bird brothers who she thinks might come back to life if she sews and is mute for six years. So she's just going with it. Again, a lot of trust. She's a mm-hmm. So, and the king's like, no, she wouldn't steal the child. But then the third child was taken. So that's nine months, stolen child, nine months, stolen child, nine months. So at least like three or four years of sex, pregnancy, muteness, shirt sewing, <laughs> stolen babies. And now the king is like, hmm, there's something weird about this. Something's now going on here. Now he is saying it's weird. Um, do, do, do. Oh, my God. Are we getting near the end this of this weirdness? We are. Oh, my God. So much has happened already. So she just wasn't defending herself. Somebody keeps stealing my children. She's not saying that. And it's your mother. Don't you see her coming and going with our child? You dumbass. He doesn't. He doesn't suspect mm-hmm. he's not picking up what they're laying down. When the day came on which the sentence was, okay, so they go, she's not defending herself. Her kids keep She must story. have done it. She must have done it. She must have done it. So they sentence her. She doesn't defend herself. It was the last day of the six years in which she must not speak or laugh. And now she has, had freed her dear brothers from the power of enchantment. The six shirts were done, only the left sleeve wanting to the last. When she was led to the stake. So the sentence was she had to be burned to death. Burned at the stake. Burned at the stake. Man, this is like a culminating moment in a movie. Right? It is. It is. And before... Before they're taking her to the stake, done. She's going fire started. I'm standing here, and she's going. Not saying a word. Wait a minute. No, she doesn't even say wait a minute. She can't like, speak. I wonder why she's carrying all those shirts up there with her. I'm going to be burned at the stake, but I got my shirts handy. Thanks. And they're like, you know what? She's mute, and she's been sewing them her whole life, so we'll let her have them. She's super into the shirts. We'll let her keep them while we burn her alive. <laughs> Okay, so the town's good with that. The king's good with that. She's still not defending herself. Um, She laid the shirts on her arm when she was led to the stakes, because still super important. She looked around her, and as soon as she stood on the pile and the fire was about to be lighted, wouldn't it be lit? Lighted, lit. Lighted. She looked around her and saw six swans flying through the air. So now they come back. Thanks, swans. Um... 
Then she knew that her relief was at hand and her heart danced for joy. The swan fluttered around here and hovered low so that she could throw the shirts over. This throwing the shirts over a swan, just, it's fun to say, but I feel like it'd be a really clumsy thing, you know, because... Well, yeah, I mean... They're not really, they don't have arms, you know, like it would have to just... Tell you do that again? What that Hanes should have stretchy, though. <laughs> 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 the visual for our listeners the swan put their wings up and shimmy yeah and the it comes down got the little collar yeah i think it um in my mind it's like a heavy shawl because it has oh. to it has to she has to throw it and it has to have the weight kind of yeah down i get that yeah it's them at the same time ready go she has to, she, she's been practicing like horseshoes her whole life in order to. Yeah. Six at a time. Whoosh. And uh, this is where I prayed for an alternative ending because I just wanted them to like fly away with the shirts. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Oh. The shirts, sis. Um, the swans fluttered around her and hovered low so that she could throw the shirts over them. When they had touched them, the swan skins fell off and her brothers stood before her living well and beautiful. Only the youngest had a swan's wing instead of his left arm. But you know what? Shoddy seamstress. <laughs> I just couldn't get the last sleep. Of course it was the baby. Of course it was the youngest one. I and mean, she was about to be burned at the stake, so. But I get the last sleep done. Uh, they embraced and kissed each other, and the queen went to the king, who was standing by in great astonishment. Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, because that would be quite the scene. Um, queen went to the king, who was standing by in great astonishment, and began to speak to him, saying, Dearest husband, now I can speak and tell you openly that I am innocent and have been falsely accused. She told him of the old woman's deceit and how she had taken the three children away and hidden them. Then they were fetched, the great joy of the king, and the wicked mother came to no good end. That's she got burned. That's a spin-off called No Good End. And then they lived happily ever after. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. End of story. We ran out of words. Must end now. Yes. <laughs> But the king and queen, with their six brothers, lived many years in peace and happiness. Bye. What about her kids? <laughs> they were Fuck them babies. That's what she said. She got her shirts done. She has six kids now. <laughs> no six brothers. Well, six brothers do you think they stayed their young age, or do you think they aged six years? Because no, I no. thought in my head she aged six years and now had six kids to take care of. Oh, so, see, the king and queen with their six brothers lived many years in happiness and peace, and then they got the three kids back. So now, oh, they got the three kids back. This is what happened. Yeah. This I is what happened too much in, weed. Like a day, in a day. She went from being the mute, like dirt sewing seamstress at the stake, burning, getting burned, missing children, to being a household of six brothers, her. Their three kids, king and queen. So they just went to like a full house, like 11 people in a house. Now she can talk and laugh. But no, divorce is about cool. to happen. She's going to be doing a lot of cooking. And her brothers are there now. Hey, oh my gosh, I know I've never said anything to you as my husband. Maybe we should start by the fact that I had swan brothers. <laughs> I feel like this whole fairy tale is really about people just having to accept whatever it is that they are handed yeah 
everybody I mean, just like, has to accept their current circumstances and make the best of it. Left arm. Yeah, you're fucked, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, that's what fairy tales are, right? They're a nice way to tell a story. Like if you look at, I mean, there's truth in fairy tales, but you have to look at the culture where the fairy tale came from to like find the truth. And so, you know, if you think about like arranged marriages, wouldn't you want fairy tales where the woman marries a beast and all of a sudden he turns into a prince at the end? Like, it's just kind of like a training of us with these like stories. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Be true to your brothers. That relationship will last a lifetime. (laughs) Don't get lost in the woods. There you go. This is where this all, actually, you know what it is? Ultimate lesson. Don't fucking show off in front of your friends. Like you left, you wanted to be the king and ride around in front of everybody and you lost your buddies. Mm -hmm. And then... I mean, who knows what the fuck happened to the king? We don't even have a summary on the dad. Yeah. Great. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Tons. The women had all the knowledge. Like, every single woman was the keeper of the knowledge and how things were working or, or, um, you know, doing doing the acts. The guys were all, like, they're all dupes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not not didn't mean to be a male bashing episode, but um, they're just, reactionary. Like, they're reactionary. They're just pawns. They're just pawns in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I would say that, like, the patriarchy is in full swing because it's all about them getting married and getting yeah. rescued and Make all it- that shit and having sex, of course. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my but gosh. the chicks all make the shit happen. They're the ones with all the power. Right, right. Like, yeah. if this were a reality TV show, <laughs> like, this woman's just been like, the mom is going like, my son, she's on Dr. Phil. <laughs> she's going <laughs> <laughs> the naked woman that he found in the tree, and she's been sewing shirts for six years. God, that he, is patience. He's fine with it. He has no questions. I think the theme song to Dr. Phil would want to know what the payoff is. He'd be like, what's his payoff? You can totally hear Beyonce singing. Who runs the world? (laughs) Yeah. Who rules the world? (laughs) Witches. She's so (laughs) Patience. Patience. She's just sewing. <laughs> I don't think she was doing this. No, I don't think there was a sewing machine. I wasn't sewing, I was dancing. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> Again, for our listeners, <laughs> Shelly acted like the 1812 swan search showing singer, queen singer sewing machine using a singer sewing machine. But to sew six swans. No, nope, we're going to stop this. No more, no more S's. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, I do kind of come up with a pitch, though. You could combine like road rules with the Six Swan story and have a reality show where she's she's like living in the van, not in a tree, and having to go do all the little tests to try to get her brothers. 
sure. Something. I see, I see a show in there. Do you think this is to teach girls what their place is? They do everything to help boys get there. I just, that popped in my head, right? To make so, them real boys. Yeah, to make them like, you know, you as a sister, you're going to give up, almost die because your brothers are some dumbass ones. Like, they're fine. They're living their life. But you have to do all of this. There seems to be yeah. like a lot of these yeah. like. This is your place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be married. You're going to sew shit. Your kids are going to be taken away from you. You have no voice. You have no voice, literally. You can't no let voice. speak. Yeah, and you're cool with it. You're just doing your duty. Doing your duty. But also, Chris... Which is to save the boys. You know the uh, improv game where you... It's called Story Story. Like, you basically, like, I point to you and you go, once upon a time, there was a queen. Yeah. And then you go and you go back and forth in the group. And yeah. And pick up the story and keep it tight. So that's what this sounds like. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. Like somebody's like, and then she had to sew things. <laughs> and she's up in a tree and she throws up all her clothes and to try and get them tree. to go away. And Actually, that would be know. a great skit because I bet that's very close to how this was made. I but think that would be a great skit. That was just drunk people trying to make up a story. And one of them's like, but then they turned into birds. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> like, really? That's the choice we're making. We're going to have to follow this bird thing now. We're going to have to yes and this bird theme. Yes and. We're going to have to yes. And she kept sewing and not talking for six years. Six yeah. years. That's how I think it came to be. It's just. Uh, You're correct. They just wanted a year to be a freaking, a year each to be a swan. And they didn't come out and just tell her, like, we just, we, we want to hang with the swan thing for a little while. I to break it to you, sis, but. They were willing to martyr her. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, if you're listening to this. Back off. need my permission to be a swan. If you're a swan, be, be a swan. swan again. Accept if your nature. Be a big, beautiful swan. Put that Haynes t-shirt on as tight as, <laughs> let those feathers stick out. Ruffle underneath. Ruffle underneath. Let him out. Take it off. Be a big swan. Yeah. <laughs> big swan. Big. You said that very seductively. <laughs> Take it off. Be a big be swan. A big be a swan. Swan. big swan. Big swan. Big swan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we, I don't know if I can say anything else about 6-1. She also sent me a little orphan. Yep. That yeah. was completely different than little orphan Annie. Yeah. And I love it. supposed to be little orphan Allie. Um, my mom used, my mom had that whole poem memorized. And so she would tell it with like a twist on field trips like we'd be on a field trip and my mom would tell these stories. And my mom made little orphan Annie very scary in the way that she said it. And so, I mean, I just always had remembered that. And it was funny because most field trips, we would get a call. You can't tell stories like that. Like stop <laughs> telling stories to the kids because they all come home like scared because she was just a really great. That's where I got my love of storytelling was from her. She's oh. just a really great storyteller. So the kids didn't come home talking about what the field trip was about. They no, Miss Angie told us that if we don't pray and we don't pick up our clothes, this 
little orphan comes down a chimney and sucks the life out of you. Like basically <laughs> yeah. it was third grade. I mean, Yoza. yeah, I have very specific stories. Every grade, every field trip. Oh my <laughs> God. Like from my mom telling stories or even my dad got in, in on it. So you know, yeah. what, you know what it is? I think as a child, what the, the love of fairy tales was for me was just the idea of like interacting with animals in a fantastical land. Like there's a family of animals living under a mushroom and, and they can talk. And they can talk. Like it was just like, I don't care what their life is like. I just want yeah. to be in that forest, you know? I just want to like, if I can talk to sure, the sure. And, and then he got on his magic horse. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm sure we all wish there was a little glitter. Sure. Our, maybe especially right now, little <laughs> castles and enchanted forests that we could get yeah. lost in. We all need it. We all need mm -hmm. it. Um, so uh, let's take some time um, for the weeds portion, portion of weeds and weeds. Persian. 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 Uh, we've read. Um, Jeff is prepping the boat. Yes, it's time to end the podcast. If you guys, Bye. Thought, if you guys thought two straight days of sitting on the boat, smoking weed, and floating around was enough, oh, you are mistaken. Oh, I want it. No, that could be every day. Boat yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I need that. Kristen's gonna do some work here Oops. in a minute. Gotta go. So. Uh, yeah, but um, no, what I love about storytelling, you know, the reason why I wanted to have Jillian on so bad was that, um, so very succinctly, you said, we believe in the power of storytelling to change the stigma of medical cannabis. Mm -hmm. I believe exactly the same thing, but in a roundabout way, um, and I'm sure we come from this same background of, I grew up with, this is your brain Smoke on weed. Oh. egg in a frying pan and just yeah mm -hmm. you know and um just so much information like people who smoke weed are lazy and i'm like really because they're also the smartest people in this class that i'm in and running their own company and mm -hmm. crushing it on the ultimate frisbee team like they're not lazy. president of the united states not currently <laughs> right 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 so that like I, I didn't grow up with any messaging that was like, here's your super proactive donors, yeah. but it was my lived reality. My lived mm -hmm. reality was these are the people who were like creating things, making music, running a company, doing yoga, you know what I mean? Learning how to grow everything. And why was I taught so differently? So, you know, my urge was to tell stories and read stories and learn with other people who, you know, love cannabis. Yeah. One of my favorite things. But what Jillian does is have people on to talk about um, oftentimes stories of healing. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you share just a couple of your favorites with us? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you sum it up perfectly. So in my life, I have learned I'm okay as a person because I've heard other people's stories. And so we are often in our lives shamed for the things that we go through that are often very heroic. Um, and we have trouble saying that. And so what I've realized is as people tell their story, something changes. And if you put them on a podcast and it has like a beautiful music and it's done well, 
along the lines, they step into a lot of power and that in and of itself is like healing. But some of my like favorite stories um, that I've had is, I mean, it's really hard to pick all of them. Um, I think uh, Elliot was a great one. Anytime addiction is mentioned and we talk about that and overcoming what it takes to come from an opioid addiction to now be on the other side of it and such an advocate for cannabis and having used it. I had a gentleman, Larry, who was um, in the North Tower on 9-11 and basically through PTSD kind of lost everything. And then as he found cannabis and the work. So that's what I always want to show on the podcast. It's not just like, oh, you smoke some weed and all of a sudden you're okay. There's meditation, there's journaling, there's talking to counselors, there's complete nutrition switches, there's exercises that all of these stories um, all have part of it. And so how he was able to start to get his life back and lose weight and have a job again and create relationships again. I, you know, anybody who, from our veterans who are using it to help with sleep so that they can not feel the way that they do or pain. Um, and then from our cannabis nurses, like I love to hear their stories of how they got into cannabis nursing, but then also the things that people are doing. I think that's what's so cool about medical cannabis now is obviously it's still schedule one drug. There's not, there's a suit, Dr. Sue Sicily can do studies on it for veterans. Yeah. Yeah, so she can do that. She has a, a license for that study. But everything else we know about cannabis is through cannabis culture and through storytelling. And so I like to share my story because then I get people like, well, how do you use cannabis to help with depression and anxiety? And then I can tell them. And then it's a starting point because if you use cannabis, you know it's highly personal. And what works for me and makes me feel one way is not even the same way it does for my wife. And so you need a starting point and someone who can kind of like guide you to be like, no, it's okay. Like, yeah, you felt some anxiety about that. That's okay. Let's go this way a little bit. And that's how I think we'll start to learn these until studies start to come along. And then it just, when you put um, cannabis in a professional setting, where you have lighting and cameras and non-drippy fonts, and this was my belief with the magazine, you do something to end the stigma. When I'm able to have people who you would never admit to using cannabis, when they tell someone they use cannabis, it makes it okay. Oh, well, cannabis can't be too bad. Like Jill uses it. My dad's known for a long time that my brother used cannabis, but it really wasn't until we showed him how we use it medically that his mind changed, Mm -hmm. you know, and it took a long time for him and we were very open about it for a few years. And so the stories of how it helped and my dad seeing me lose weight and get better, that's what changed his mind and seeing someone else to use it for burns and them sharing their story with him. So until that happens, like, I mean, I think that's how you end prohibition is for every, especially a few things, uh, Number one, and I'm going to stand on a soapbox for a second because I like to talk about this when I can. So there are white men who are making millions of dollars off of something that black men are still in jail for. And so we have to, and the reason why is, well, I mean, we all know why those things. So um, 
everybody who uses cannabis needs to understand that and needs to fight to change that because it's just not fucking fair. Shouldn't be able to go get it the way that I do if you're still in a non-violent cannabis charge. Um, and then everybody who uses it just needs to admit it. I, all, I know you do. You, everybody does. Maybe 10 people don't. And you just need to be okay with it. Like when all my family members don't want other family members to know that they do it, yeah. but everybody knows I do it. Like, obviously, you know, there's still a lot of like mental stigma. So we just got to keep telling our stories and show people that I can smoke a blunt and have maybe sometimes that conversation got a little crazy, but you can still do the things when you medicate correctly, when you're using it as a medicine. And then when you have fun, have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Because two, two things this reminded me of, and then I, I'm realizing we should wrap up, but the, it, it's highly personal and you need someone to guide you. That's another one of my jobs in this household. <laughs> yeah. Well, when my sister died of ovarian cancer and she used it for, for you know, healing and for, yeah. you know, pain relief. But you needed someone to, like, show you that. Like, I, you just, it's so overwhelming when you're sick. Yeah. And then it's not like traditional medicine where a doctor says, take one pill every six hours. That's not how this works. Everything, your environment, the way you digest, all plays a part of it. And so you need someone to help you understand that. So yeah. you don't get frustrated and you quit. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I used to think that, it, you know, weed was weak. And, and mm -hmm. yeah. just having her through all of her you know, work just to say, no, this one is going to have less anxiety. This one is actually going to give yep. you, it's like, I did not know that. Well, and yeah. helping people to see like, just like any substance, like I can have this much coffee, but I can't have this much sugar. You know, some people can't have cheese. Some people, do you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, understanding like this isn't just a thing. It's a thing yeah. where you need a notebook. You need to understand yeah. timing. You need to understand like what you're, what you're trying to do, you right. know, what you're trying to do. And you have to pay attention to your body and its reactions. And that's something we don't do much because we're not taught that yeah, to exactly. sit there and be still and be like, because a lot of times how I think cannabis helps, it's not an overwhelming effect, like a pain pill or when you take a Xanax or when, you know, any of those things, it's kind of what you don't feel anymore. The heaviness yeah. is gone. The worries kind of gone. Yeah, I still have pain, but I process it a little bit differently and it just doesn't hurt as yeah. bad. It's when you go on, go into it with the wrong assumptions and expectations is when that I think you start to like really mess up your journey in cannabis. Exactly. Well, I appreciate what yeah. you are all doing for education. I just think that that education is what lifts that stigma for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having and, me on. Yeah, yeah and, that was fun. I, I don't know if you know the name Amy Carter, Jillian, but um, I was telling Chris, so Amy Carter, it was the parent petitioner who got autism put on mission. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. What do you call like, it? Yeah, the conditions or illnesses, yeah, for a card. From age nine, she's been treating her son from age nine to 13. And she is going to come on, reads me, and she wants to read the journals from before she was treating her son. Wow. Because it yeah. was, yeah, because that's her story. Her wow. story is she wants to read her journals from before she treated him and then after. Wow. Because, because 
you know, she, her, her story is she was kind of like my other, I have a friend, Ida, who did the same thing with Agata Bella, like the parents that are willing to stand on the Capitol steps and like say, I'm going to treat my child or you're going to arrest me, what, whatever. Like, but this yeah. is helping my child either not have seizures or not beat up our family or be comfortable in their own skin, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to help my child. Right. Yeah. We need to legalize this or put me in jail. Like we need to work this out. And yeah. Yeah. That are willing to stand up and tell that story. They help free other parents. Parents Correct. For years have been picking up and moving somewhere where they yes. can treat their child. Yeah. Yeah. So I um I've met her a couple of times in the past and, and she's gonna come on in the next week and a half or so. Oh awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, this was fun. Yes. This was awesome. Oh my gosh, so fun. She should probably do your show, too. Do you just stick your show to um, Maryland? Um, so, the first season we did, but probably not. No, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of cool things happening everywhere. Yeah. Okay. She was, I mean, it could even see. Yeah, send me an introduction for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks y'all so much. Good seeing you guys. Have a great day. Have a Enjoy good the boat. <laughs> go out with creepy music again. Oh. Here we go. Bye. 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 Bye.